I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. We are back to the lockdown. All right. You, you know, I was, you know, I was, uh, I was thinking. Do you think that we? Do you think that COVID's here because we, because of all the times that we discussed on the show how great we had it here in Nova Scotia? Uh, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's our fault. Yeah, yeah. This is this yeah, is what this is 100%. what uh, this is what they say in the biz. In the biz, they call this karma. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so <laughs> folks, like, if motherfuckers you, on sick boy, yeah, for the, for the folks at home, just listening to the podcast, uh, you probably can't quite tell, um, but we are Nova Scotia is in lockdown, uh, cases are ramping up and, uh, we are all t- tucked away in our humble little abodes. And if you'd like to see where we're at, well, I'm at the sick boy headquarters, Taylor is at his lovely jungle of a condo. Brian is in his new digs, his new digs. Nice yeah. place, Brian. Looks good. And Lo is back in her uh, shitty apartment with uh, with that evil, evil cat, but that really neat <laughs> photo behind her. And if you'd like to see where we are, uh, you can go look at it uh, over on YouTube. And, uh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. That's it. But camera, you know what, guys? The camera, I, the camera turned you around there. Yeah, I gotta say, yeah. I I actually quite like I like this setup. I do like. I mean, I love being in the same room as you guys, but this is very fun as mm-hmm. well. There's something fun. I'm trying to make. I'm trying to be positive. There's something very fun about this. You know? you know what? You know what? Actually, I so I've been living uh, across the bridge in in my mom's basement for the past uh, few years, and I just moved. As Jerry mentioned, I just moved uh, nearby into this new place, and I have to say, just knowing that I'm close to you guys now, even though we're in lockdown and I'm nearby, makes me feel good. It does. Oh, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you want to? So so with, so with that, then uh, let me draw your attention to something that may or may not make you feel not so good. Uh, this is a very interesting little uh, piece that, Lo, you were so kind to share in our little Slack channel. Uh, this is coming from the CTV. Don't linger after you flush. I thought this to be quite interesting. <clears throat> so um, a team of scientists from Florida Atlantic University's College of Engineering and Computer Science, bunch of nerds, uh, uh, can, guys, uh, can I can I just say who's lingering after they flush anyway? Like, what type of a, event is going on in the John? Uh, okay, well, where you want to like hang out and like you know what? Like, uh, this when you is work, the, that's when the you weirdest, work somewhere, most misleading. <laughs> it's when you work somewhere that you don't want to work at. When you when you, when you when <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. you know you're you know you know you go oh man 
I'm going to go take a shit. And uh, and then you go and you sit down, you take a shit, and uh, and then you flush, and then the, the seat's nice and warm, and you're like, fuck, I don't want to go back to work. So you just kind of cozy uh, up to the stall wall, yeah. and you take a little nap. Well, <laughs> Taylor, a- I'm not sure what that says about you. When, uh, when I remember as a kid, when you were getting ready to go to school in the morning, you would uh, turn the shower on, you would just sleep on the bathroom floor. And uh, now it makes me feel like <laughs> you didn't even want to attend your own life, which is yeah. pretty sad, <laughs> to be honest. Um, so, so this is this is actually it actually goes a little bit beyond just lingering after you flush. So, uh, a, a bunch of these nerds uh, conducted a series of tests um, investigating the spread of microbe-containing aerosol droplets generated from flushing a toilet or a urinal in a public restroom. Okay. So using a particle counter to measure the size and number of droplets generated upon flushing, researchers found that the droplets were detected at heights, heights as in like how high, heights of uh, up to five feet. Now, I'm, I'm six foot. Six foot. Uh, <laughs> uh, five feet. Uh, um, I'm actually five nine, but uh, for, tw- uh, five, for uh, but six foot, six foot. Uh, for 20 seconds or longer after flushing. Okay, so so flush, particles up, dangling, hangling, up to right. five feet for 20 mm-hmm. seconds after the flush, okay? <clears throat> Using uh, So worse yet, researchers detect a smaller number of droplets in the air even when the toilet was flushed with a closed lid, okay? Uh, suggesting that aerosol droplets can escape through small gaps between cover the cover and the seat. Quote, suggesting that that toilets should wear masks, and even if they wear masks, that some particles will still escape. Yeah, right? yeah same principle, one hundred percent. Now I, we're we're gonna get into something here. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna go go a little deeper into this, but we're gonna get into something here that I think you guys it might change your tune. Okay, so uh, quote about three hours of tests involving more than one hundred flushes, we found a substantial increase in the measured aerosol levels in the ambient environment with the total number of droplets generated in each flushing test ranging up to tens of thousands. Study co-author Siddhartha Verma said in a press release issued Tuesday, quote, both the toilet and urinal, so both of them, generated large quantities of droplets smaller than three micrometers in size, posing a significant transmission risk if they contain infectious microorganisms. Due to their small size, these droplets can remain suspended for a long time. So we're talking about like aerosols. There's been a lot of talk about, um, you know, um, like airborne disease, that kind of thing ever since COVID started coming out. So they're basically saying in a, in a public restroom that's, that's ha- that has lots of flushing, whether that be automatic flushing from urinals or just regular toilet flushing, these small particles are being launched into the air and hangling, dangling for a long time. When combined with heavy foot traffic, confined space, and a lack of adequate ventilation, researchers say this could make public restrooms a, quote, hotbed for virus transmission. Now, hey, COVID? COVID virus? COVID <clears throat> transmission? Yeah. Yes. Well, now, so, Tay, as you, I don't know if you remember this, but we've had people on the show. Uh, there's been a number of studies that have happened uh, around, especially here in Canada, there's been a number of these studies where they've looked at poo-poo and how mm-hmm. COVID is mm-hmm. detectable yeah. in poo-poo, which makes 100%. it yep. potentially a dangerous a hazard for you know spreading 
microbial, you know, it's not ass eating season is what we've decided, right? Ass eating season mm-hmm. is taking a fucking pause this year. Um, mm. Now in the fall, in the fall, it will be. I have this, I have this highlighted mm-hmm. very bold here in my notes. And this is where I want to draw back to something a little bit of a throwback. This isn't the first study to warn the potential transmission of COVID-19 via flushing. A study published in June 2020 found that aerosol particles can shoot from a toilet bowl at a velocity of up to five meters per second. And even after the initial flush, particles that escape the toilet bowl will continue to spread through the air. Now, I just want to just say, drawing back to a time we were in Vancouver during a fucking live show with our friend Stormy, who has Ehlers-Danlos, and a conversation came up in front of a live audience where I was saying, I don't feel comfortable bringing my coffee, my hot, delicious, wonderful coffee at an airport into the airport bathroom. And I go as far, I go as fucking far to take that airport coffee and I hide it in plants in the airport. I fucking put it under chairs. I put it anywhere outside the bathroom. And if I'm traveling by myself, I fucking leave it. I leave it. It's not my, in that moment, it's not mine. It's out of my sight, but I don't bring it into the bathroom. And you guys gave me so much fucking shit about how (laughs) uh, unnecessary that is. And and it is unnecessary. It is it is super unnecessary. It is unnecessary. Outside of COVID, Honestly, this is outside of COVID. This is just this is just like this is just like unnecessarily disruptive. No, it's not. This is like yes, outside is. of COVID. Shut the fuck up. Outside, this, outside of COVID, this is like no. oh, like where else has this no. has this has you this posed what? a problem to anybody anywhere ever? I think it's riskier to leave a drink unattended, to be honest, than to bring it with you. Oh, might get off, a couple totally. poo particles. Fuck out of here, guys! Also, listen. Also, dude, it's, you want to talk about you want to talk about uh, dirty particles in I'm, the air, so dude? We live right in now. cities. Think about the yeah. dirt that is in the air in cities. Like if you if you Jer, ever yeah. if you've ever flown look, into a, a a city like New Delhi uh, or like into a city in China and you're flying into and fuck if you've flown into L.A. and you're flying dude, in even you're Halifax, like, you're, the plane like cuts beneath like the smog. I have and, like, no problem. You can see like brown right. shit Guys, blowing off the windows. Jer's right. right. lung function has improved over the past year. You know what? Actually, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Apple TV had just released. A, oh. a, an amazing documentary about how uh, basically COVID is saving the animals, and it was amazing. However, I watched the trailer today. I'm watching it today. I watched it last night. It's fucking great. But let me just say this: oh, Yes, I will. I would rather wrap my big fucking mouth around uh, around a fucking car oh, exhaust. That's dirty, and, and go and go. <gasps> then have. Anybody's fucking dude. Have you been to the bathroom dude, at the every, Pearson at Toronto the International Clinic? Airport, dude? Everybody at the CF Clinic would highly advise against t- making that choice. I'm just saying. Too also, shame. I Too don't shame. like public bathrooms. <laughs> I don't like public bathrooms, and airport ones aren't that bad. Like, who I, like, likes I'll public take a, bathrooms? I'll, I'll number two airport in an airport ones are bathroom. The worst. No problem. What fucking planet you know, do you live not, on? No, airport I ones are like good. Gas good. station ones are horrible. Yes. Depends on the gas station. No. Depends on the gas station. Mm-hmm. Nope. Okay. Non yeah. non non Dubai gas stations. <laughs> All right. I gotta put no, this Dubai ones are bad, actually. I gotta put this out to the listeners. Okay. And actually, you know what? Lauren, uh, our social media queen, I need you 
to fucking whatever. Find a clip from this or something and make a post on Instagram. <laughs> we need to get to the bottom of this. I need our listeners to. I want to know. It, do you to the bottom of it to the <laughs> inside, outside, all around? But, but what is the question? Because because if you tell me, Jared, that that airport or that bathrooms are generally gross, I'm not going to disagree with no, you. I no, mean, no, that's not the I question. I understand the idea, right? But if you're like, I'm not going to bring a coffee in there because I'm worried about contracting a virus from airborne particles, then you're fucking crazy. No, no, no. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> no, 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 no. Because then, because then you know who you, you know who you are if you think that you're the guy that I saw at sh- uh, at Shoppers Guys, Drug I'm, Mart today. I'm furious. Who was wearing a painter's a painter's mask? Painter's fucking gas mask. Outside. That guy knows. What, like that guy knows what's yo, up. You that guy knows what's up. Understand what's happening. Here's you're just, my. You're misinformed. You've 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 massively miscalculated the situation. And 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 that now might be the you're only that. Mask he is. Here is my dilemma. Here's my dilemma. So so before even reading this study, the notion of flushing a toilet and and even just th- thinking like of the possibility of like of fucking Rudy in the fucking stall next to me. Who's in? Because guys, I don't know what the fucking planet you're living on, but if you've never been to a goddamn toilet in an airport, always it's always this. Oh fuck! It oh. is nasty as fuck. It oh, is so nasty. like that is all you travel. Fuck. But is the worst. That, and and low, I can't speak for female bathrooms, but the, if you go into a male bathroom in in traveling, hold on, you, that's, that's an interesting question. That is what you hear. Is that? It, are we? Is it a level playing field in terms of like butt sounds in the in the female bathroom? And not just butt sounds, butt sounds and like like sounds of like, like groans. Oh, uh. Yeah, I don't know. I would say in women's yeah. in women's washrooms, it's less like butt sounds and more more period talk. Be like, oh, oh okay. fuck, of course right. today more or, queefing. Right. It's it's more, more, but it doesn't sound like Rocco Sofredi yeah. is in the bathroom with you. Oh, Guys, so, so, I also to, to do have point. to say. Let, I, let me, I, I just want to say. Let me okay. finish. To my I point, I was going to say you've never, but you've never seen more cleaners in bathrooms than you have in airport bathrooms. Not in the fucking Pearson Toronto International Airport. That place is a that place. I, I have a that question. place. That place is the worst. It's the worst. I have a question. What happens? What happens if you personally have a double flusher? Then you do two flushes. I mean, like, what that's are you gonna, worse. What are you going to do? What are you, wor- you going to do? You get, I know that's what I'm saying. And I'm that guy. Gotta, I'm, a, I'm a double flusher. Dude, you're I'm a double. A, fl- you're a, oh, you're a frequent double flusher, and so you're it. sitting I flush there, like forty. And now times. you've got to flush. Yeah. You've got to flush, or or think about this scenario: you're sitting at one of those. Uh, you're sitting at one of those uh, those toilets that has the sensor, and yeah. if you're a stand-in wiper, <clears throat> yeah. Oh, which I am. Yep. I'm a stand-in wiper. Yeah. Every every fucking so, time. So me too. So you stand to wipe, and then it flushes behind you. Because and then, it's you, sent- and then you and then you low low's confused. Because why would you stand to wipe? Why would you bunch when you, you know, what, are you a bunch or are you a folder? I mean, like, are this you is, we're getting into the weeds are you bunched? now. Aren't, don't, aren't, aren't your ass cheeks like tighter in when you're standing than when you're sitting? So if they're, if they're I wider massive, when you're sitting, it's easier to wipe. Massive no sphincter way, control. Dude. So it's not an issue for me whatsoever. <laughs> that, I can relax. That, I can pucker. But, it's but easy. That, no matter what. That this is went, also this not went in a direction think, that I just, guys, I, guys, I mean, I should have known how it was tight. going here, but I, I, I wasn't ready for this. Lauren, I just want to, I, I object to that because think about how tight your butt is when you're like halfway squatting. And so if you're squatting, mm-hmm. your glutes are flexed. Your butt cheeks are tight. 
when you stand all the way up, you're actually able to relax your butt cheeks and Wait, are you a get hover, that toilet though? paper right in there. No, and no, 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 I'm not. Are y'all hovering? No, no, you gotta I'm, like a, I'm like a, no. yeah, I'm like a half, I'm like a half yeah, squat. So. I'm a half squat. Well, but how, how else do you wipe? You can't get your, unless you're like, what, you like hat, lift one cheek and then like. I do that. I, I, do, I, I do lean yeah, forward. I yeah, I do, I, do a lean, I do a lean forward. <laughs> But here's the thing. You yeah, think your you butt is over. less tight then? <laughs> I'm just, I'm going to, I'm going to, this is, this is now, we're now getting into territory that I, that I didn't want to get into, but I will go there. When you do stand up after you take a real messy slopper and, and, and you're, and you're like, maybe you're not quite done wiping. You know that, you know, when you're wiping and it doesn't stop when you, yeah. when you stand, yeah. when you stand, something happens where it's like your, 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 your sphincter goes like, and it like, it almost kind of like, vacuum seals what's going on back there so standing for like a, standing for a couple of moments after taking a wild shit uh, and then wiping you will notice oh wait you know what this isn't as uh, now i don't have to typically worry about that when i'm at my own home because not i'm as fucking not as foul I have a as fucking bidet but when i'm out in public standing can sometimes wrap up the amount of, so i i mean you know what this is worthy of talking about because here's a tip for all you folks out there stand after you've taken a shit so it vacuum seals up and then you don't have to be there in there as long and you don't have to worry about catching COVID. So can we all agree then that the sensor that are on horrible, pub, that are on public, they should be, they should sense that the trigger should be when you're further away from the toilet. And I think that's something that everybody can get on board with. I think that everybody yeah. listening here will go, <laughs> yes. is, is, is gently nodding yeah. their head in agreement going, yeah, I yeah, actually, of I prefer the manual handles because I always just use my feet to turn them on and off anyway. So I don't really give a fuck if there's a sensor or not. I would really, I would really dig foot flushers, like a little foot button you press and then you flush, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, like I I do understand you don't want to touch it with your hand. I mean, like I'm not like, I don't really, I don't really fucking care about that. We have here in Halifax, we have public um, uh, garbage disposal bins with foot pedals to open them. You know, it's a, it's a great idea. And, and mm, also, that's a, tech, that's a technology also, as old as time. Great for more accessibility, right? So, yeah. So, so this was worthy of bringing up and I'm glad we talked about it. Anyway, folks, don't go to public bathrooms. Hold your shit in. It's way healthier. And yeah, uh, don't especially, pee. Especially if you've got a big, messy slopper on the <clears throat> way. That, that's right. Oh, God. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you guys want to move on to, uh, this is also COVID related, but really fucking interesting. So you know we're 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 in the time of mRNA vaccines and um, and uh, pharmaceutical companies kind of like trying to step up as quickly as they can to bring us to a period in time where uh, we don't have to be so worried about whether or not we're taking big messy sloppers in public bathrooms. Um, mm. This is I thought this was fucking fascinating and and kind of hopeful. Um, Pfizer is testing a pill that if successful could become the first ever home cure for COVID-19. So this is uh, from Paul Nuki at the Telegraph. Yeah. Um, at two, so currently at two anonymous Pfizer buildings, one in the U.S. and one in Belgium, a remarkable experiment is underway. Up to 60 volunteers, all clean living adults aged between 18 and 60, are being given the first pill specifically designed to stop COVID-19. If the trial is successful, what is a, cl- what, a, cl- a clean living <laughs> adult? I knew you were a clean living that. adult. <laughs> you know, someone who isn't someone who isn't somebody who doesn't take their coffee into public bathrooms. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah somebody, clean, somebody who stashes it outside the bathroom yeah, fucking clean Some, somebody who somebody who subscribes to goop you know clean living <laughs> um if the, if the trial if the trial uh, is, is if the trial is successful it is just possible an at-home cure for COVID-19 will become available later this year uh the molecule being tested is a bespoke antiviral named code named pf Zero seven three two one three three two, classed as a protease inhibitor, it has been formulated to attack the quote spine of the SARS-CoV two virus and stop it replicating in our nose, throats, and lungs. It was protease inhi- protease inhibit- inhibitors that turned the tide on the spread of HIV around the world. <clears throat> now researchers hope they may be be on the brink of a similar pandemic busting breakthrough. Mm. Wow, it's pretty interesting. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, that is really so interesting. Though until it, they until mention... they compared it, sorry, Bri, go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say it was really uh, like I was really optimistic about it until they compared it to a similar um, protease inhibitor that started to slow the spread of HIV because HIV isn't cured. Like it's it, they can prevent the spread of it, but it doesn't like make you can't like. Well, it, uh, anymore, no, but right? again, this is the the whole thing about this is is to s- stop it really replicating sure in your nose, throats, and lungs. Yeah. So, like, you know this this isn't a cure for COVID. This is a this is a uh, preventative measure to ensure that COVID has far less likely a chance to uh, spread to the points of your body where you are now infected and right. and get really sick. Yeah, um, it sounds like it would probably be used in conjunction with a vaccine. Actually, because because we are seeing people who have been vaccinated are like, you know, you can still get COVID. Yeah. uh, If you've been vaccinated, you're just like you're just not going to get, you know, you're going to get like a really mild case of it. And uh, and you probably and I I, I don't want to be quoted on this, but I think your likelihood to to spread it. If you get it after being vaccinated, is is far less likely as well. I believe. I think so. Um, yeah, I, know, I believe so. Yeah. So like, I you're probably I mean, not going to spread. It makes it. sense because you're, hospital you're, and that you're stuff. if you're asymptomatic, right? If you, like if the symptoms don't get don't get bad, like my mom, my mom had COVID, and she she I was t- saying this to Brian uh, the other day that my mom had COVID, and she was pretty much asymptomatic. Like she she did she wasn't coughing. She she had a bit of a fever, but like she wasn't. She was she was asymptomatic in the sense of like she wasn't spreading droplets because she was has a persistent sneeze or a cough or something like mm. that. Mm-hmm. And so while she had COVID, she spent time with her partner. You know, I'm guessing that they probably at least kissed. I hope nothing more. At, mom. Dude, at least, at least, <laughs> um, she spent they time. Probably with, went so it, much okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's stop. Stop. Right there. Uh, <laughs> what do you I, think they did, Taylor? Uh, no, no, no. Come on, guys. So many don't, things. Don't, 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 don't. I start uh, to think of Rocco. I'm, again. I'm not cutting to you because I, I'm not. I don't want. To, just let's fuck off right there. Uh, uh, so, so she, she, she hung out with her partner. She hung out with my nephews, and of course, she's, oh, uh, she's shit. definitely kissing on them, like giving them smooches on their cheeks and stuff. She went out for mm. dinner. She went out for lunch. She spent time with my sister. Like she was around a fuckload of people. None of the people in her circle that she knows that she was with, none of them contracted it. So, you know, oh. if you are, if you are asymptomatic, it is less likely that you are going to spread it. Um, but also you don't feel like you have it. That's, so you're, you're, there's that part of like, 
you potentially spreading it just because you don't know, you know? That's anecdotal know guys, as fuck, uh, too. I mean, you, I know that you're you're oh, it is. you're less it is. likely to spread it when you're totally. an, when you're asymptomatic because you're coughing less and you're sp- yeah. the the droplets are getting around less. But mm. Louis, yeah. I, I can Be smell careful. a fucking Louise email <laughs> just around know, the corner. I think that there is. I think that there is like there there is at least some research out there that is in, indicative of that, Jer. And on the on the flip side of that, I was reading something this past week that was talking about um, some studies that are underway or a study that's underway on um, in the UK, I believe that was showing people with uh, people who had more severe cases of, of COVID uh, like symptomatic cases, uh, more severe symptomatically had uh, higher antibody counts afterwards. So had higher immunity into the future with a, with a worse bout of COVID Ooh, and people who had crazy who, who had eight, who had ace who were asymptomatic had had fewer antibodies and, and, and possibly could uh, remain um, remain like immunized uh, from having the infection for a, a shorter period of time. And that, Ooh. and that's just an, it's just a, just a study that's being, that's happening right now to, to look at that and that they are seeing that preliminarily at least. favorite one-hit wonder or that overpriced toy your parents would never let you have or that tv show that no one else remembers because it was canceled way too soon now what if we could fix it i'm francesca ramsey and i'm delon grant and after 20 years of friendship we are now hosting a new nostalgia podcast called let me fix it each episode we'll dig into our favorite celebrities shows and brands of yesteryear and then imagine what it would take to repackage them for relevance today think of our show as an intervention but with way less stakes. So subscribe to Let Me Fix It wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Um, <clears throat> something interesting here from this, uh, this study. Um, so they've got a bunch of people on this trial taking these drugs. Um, those, it says here, those who have signed up for the trial are in for an intensive few months. Uh, the trial is split into three phases and will run for 145 days with another 28 days added for, quote, screening and dosing. For all participants, there will be several overnight stays. Now, this is really interesting because, like, I, I, I mean, maybe this is common, but we've never really dived into, like, what does it look like for, for folks that are doing testing like this? And, and um, you know, what do those phases look like? Um, uh, there, was, there was briefing documents that were... That were I don't know if they were found or or if, if they were provided to the Telegraph, but um, they they go on to say, so this is from Pfizer directly to the, the participants, quote, you are here today as a possible participant in a drug research study sponsored by Pfizer Incorporated. Taking part in this study is voluntary. If you are not completely honest about your health history, like bringing coffees into a public bathroom, <laughs> you may be harmed by being in this study. The randomized, double-blind, placebo-controlled, single- and multi-dose escalation study is designed to see how well or otherwise different dosing regimens are tolerated in humans while the active compound is maintained in the body. PF-0732133 will be administered in combination with low doses of ritonavir, an antiviral used to treat HIV. 
It acts as a booster to increase the amount of PF07321332 in participants' blood. Phase one of the trial is designed to see how it is tolerated in, as the dose is increased, alone with ritonavir, if there are significant side effects and how people feel after taking it, says the documents. Phase two will do the same, but with multiple doses, while in phase three, tablet and liquid forms of the drug will be tested, as well as the impact of eating on top of it. Every detail has been specified in advance. In phase three, for example, a high-fat breakfast is defined as two eggs fried in butter, two strips of pork bacon, two slices of toast with butter, four ounces of hash brown potatoes, and eight ounces of whole milk eaten in 20 minutes. Guys, that Whoa. sounds like a quality diner breakfast, that, if I've ever heard one. That it fucking, really does. That it makes good, me want it. it so <laughs> Doesn't that sound really good? <laughs> yeah, yeah diner sign, breakfast sign me are up. probably sign my me favorite up for this food. test. Sounds great. <laughs> Well, that's really interesting. If they're if they're paying seventy bucks, I'm in. Uh, it's they're saying yeah, it says here that sellers sellers right not for seventy bucks. Here, here's a really interesting thing. Yeah. So it it says that Pfizer, um, in lieu of making all the money that they made from the Pfizer vaccine, the M, mRNA vaccine, they are paying participants. Uh, so how many participants were there? There were sixty. Sorry, one one million dollars each. Uh, no, it was one hundred forty-five days. It was. Um, oh, okay. Sixty volunteers, fifty-nine or sixty. Sixty it's, volunteers. Yeah. They're each getting one point okay. seven million dollars for the test. Holy, wow. are you serious? Yeah, that's no, incredible. they're not. Yep. No, no. They're, they're not. I'm just, I'm just fucking with you. Um, <laughs> oh, daddy pulled a fast one. Ah, okay. Old dad joke. <clears throat> I would, yeah. I would do it for that much. Would you guys do it for that much? For one point yes. seven, one point seven million dollars. <laughs> Yeah, dude, 100%. I'd, I'd do that and suck all their dicks for that much yeah, money. Yeah. yeah. You kidding me? Well, I would linger over all too. their toilet bowls for hours. Yeah. I'd, yeah totally would you bring a exactly, coffee yeah. into the bathroom, Whoa. into the airport bathroom for that much money? I'd fill my coffee with the guy's shit next to me and drink it. <laughs> <laughs> and dude, I'm not joking. Line. For that much money? I'd, I'd, I would do a scene with Rocco Safredi. Oh, my God. Jesus dude, Christ. guys. Uh, do you guys want to? Uh, do you want to move on to uh, to something that I'm very excited for this week's what the health segment? Yeah, I think it's gonna yes. be really fun. Uh, this is what the health. Uh, all I titled this one is is well, actually you know what? Before I title it, uh, let's take a look at this little video to set it up. Oh, no. Holy Kevin, you're. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, my God. Dude, oh, that's like no. the scene in... Um, that's like the scene in... What uh, are those? Girl. When those are bugs. Culkin dies. Now, I don't know what Is kind like of bugs those are. like a hornet's nest? I don't know. Um, but they're bugs. So uh, for folks that were they just listening, uh, we just saw a video. And again, if you want to see the video, go to YouTube and check out Sick Boy on YouTube. You can watch all of our Feel Good Friday episodes on there. Um, we just watched. Subscribe. We just, subscribe uh, hit the bell icon. Subscribe. Uh, we just watched a video of a gentleman in a kayak um, kayaking up to what looked to be a a branch with just some like old dusty leaves, and he uses his paddle and he swings. He smokes the branch and millions of fucking flying bugs. I don't know what the billions. bugs were, Lauren. Um, millions of them just fill the air and he is completely swarmed, okay? 
Do you guys remember that scene when Macaulay Culkin dies <clears throat> in My Girl? He gets swarmed by the yeah, bees. Yeah, bees. Yeah, he's allergic <laughs> to bees. And he gets yeah, he, was he dies from he it. Got stung like, he, got, he got stung like 1,500 times. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, if you haven't uh, seen My Girl. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so <laughs> this is, this. the only thing I titled this um, is Eye Worms. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, um, no. Do you know what? Oh, uh, fuck. This is. So again, oh, folks, gosh. if you can't see it, we are looking at a few images here. They look to be images that are uh, that are being uh, viewed via a microscope. Um, You're gonna want to see hookworm. this. This is a parasitic worm. I'll get to the name of the parasitic worm in a bit. Um, is it but, a hookworm? Uh, it is not a hookworm. No, no. A species of worm. A species of worm that can infect human eyes has done it again. And this what? time, it shows a 68-year-old woman from Nebraska. Uh, the woman is thought to be the, the only, the second human victim of these worms ever documented. So this is very, very rare. Uh, and this was as of 2017 or 18. Okay, so... Um, but the incident signals that they could become an emerging <clears throat> parasitic disease in the U.S. The disturbing details of the case were laid out in a paper published this October in the journal Clinical Infectious Diseases. The woman's doctors, as well as researchers from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, contributed to the paper. Also, the woman contributed to the paper because, according to the report, Diane Travers Gustafson, a medical anthropologist from Creighton University in Nebraska, was visiting California in February of 2018. One day, as she was running alongside a trail, she went straight into a swarm of flies, not unlike our friend in the kayak there. Unbeknownst to her, she had likely run into a particular kind of fly known as the face fly. It's very unfortunate, unfortunate fly to run your fucking face into. Wait, Jared, before you go on, I have to know. Is that the only relationship to that video that we saw? And what we're talking about now is that very brief moment where you're like, not unlike the video we just watched. <laughs> yes. Uh, you're welcome. Um, and, and you know what, folks? That let's video just take, is Let's sweet. just take a look at that video one more time. <laughs> Holy oh, my God. I mean, what was he doing anyway? Dude, that's a face fly right there. Oh yeah, that is a face fly. That's a face full of flies for sure. Guy, I, you know, I, I I imagine that that is quite representative of what <laughs> of what she, to this uh, yeah what, of what uh, <laughs> Diane experienced. Yeah, so so she so again she, Diane's running on a trail. She runs face first into a fucking swarm of face flies, um, mm. uh, <laughs> or the other name for them are Musca autumnalis. That's the kind of fly. So if you want to Google it, go for that. Uh, that's because a month later, an irritation in her right eye led her to the horrifying discovery of a tiny translucent round worm, no longer than half an inch in size. According to the lead author, Richard Bradbury, a former member of the CDC's Division of Parasitic Diseases and Malaria, he goes on to say, quote, the vector fly will expel larvae into the surface of the eye or the conjunctiva while feeding on lacrimal secretions, which I don't know why this fucking guy had to say that. Basically what that means is that typically these flies will expel larvae onto the eye 
uh, while they're feeding on tears. Now, this isn't something that happens to humans. <laughs> this is this is something that typically happens to um, cattle or horses or things like that. Here's a, a photo of. Um, actually, oh, no, I'll no, hold no, off. No, I'll no. hold off. Um, so, uh, so right. So, uh, the the lac- lacrimal secretions, aka tears. Uh, this can happen very quickly. So, the fly would not have had to sit on the eye for more than a few seconds to expel the larvae. Normally, uh. people who people would shoo away flies near their eyes before they could do this. But in this case, the patient had run into so many flies at once that she could not shoo them all away before one pooped out some larvae onto her eyeball. Fuck. So, oh. Travers Gustafson, Diane, she went home, uh, started to feel the shit, found the fucking worm in there. So she washed out the worm with tap water. Soon, though, she found and extracted a second one. Oh. A visit to the ophthalmologist the day after then yielded a third wiggler. No, they're being born. Oh, don't say wiggler. Now, here oh, is a photo. No, 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 no. Are you ready? No, no, no. No, I'm not ready. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. God. no, dude. No, I'm, that is the most fucked. That's fake. That's fake. I'm joking. It's, it's fake. It's fake. Yeah. What? Gotcha. Uh, another dad joke. Got okay. you. Holy fuck. Oh, that, was, that was good. <laughs> Yo, God. if you haven't dude, watched it on YouTube, that shit was worth it. You got to go fucking watch those <laughs> that expressions. Was, that was great. Dude, look at this was, fucking, look wow. at that photo. Maybe. Oh, that's crazy. crazy. That's a crazy that photo. That is nasty. Yeah. No, no, that's, hard. that's, that's the most vile thing. It's fake. That's not, that's not it. But here's an actual photo of what, <sighs> what these, what these guys look, we don't have a photo of what it looks like in our eye, but here's what it does look like in a, I believe, I <laughs> believe this off. is, I, this is a dog eye. So they, they, oh, they do God. look pretty gnarly. Oh. Yeah. It looks like she has vermi, uh, she has vermicilli in her eye. Yeah. So, so there's that. Uh, oh, so, dude, and you know what? You know, it'd be actually so easy if you had a dog. You wouldn't know. It would be very easy to not to never notice because dogs frequently get like you know they have their little goop the build goop up. eyes. Yeah, they got that like you gotta they gotta wipe like every day. Icon and uh, and and you would be it would be very easy to just mistake that for these <laughs> like eye goops that you just wipe out every, and you're just like oh they just got the they just got goopy eyes. Yeah. Yeah, so poor, so she had she, she had a she had a third one, um, and then uh, so she went to the ophthalmologist, took a third one out. Weeks later, she had returned back to Nebraska, but to continue to experience inflammation in both eyes. A subsequent f- visit to another ophthalmologist turned up nothing, but lo and behold, she eventually pulled out a fourth worm. Thankfully, that was seemingly the last hitchhiker, as her eyes quickly returned to normal afterward. And she even went on to help co-author the case report. Travers Gustafson isn't the only person to have suffered from ignoble infection. I don't know what that word ignoble means. Uh, You can email us uh, letters at sickboypodcast.com and let us know. Google, Google's down. So yeah. Yeah. Google's out. Uh, In 2016, an Oregon woman ended up playing mom to guess how many? 14 40. cattle eye worms. 14. Ew. Uh, which made her the first person known to be infected by this particular species. Bradbury's team also helped uncover the identity of the worms in that case. And while both women escaped with nothing more than very scary story to share, the authors noted that in animals, these infections can cause permanent eye damage and even blindness if left untreated. 
Fuck. Woo, dude, that fuck. You guys reacted so hard to that fucking photo. It was great. Well, that was, I mean, that's that's probably one of the nastiest things that I've seen on the show. And you know what? After like looking, like on second look, you can tell that it's it's, uh, it's like fun. Looking, it's like a but cool is, Photoshop. Yeah, it is yeah. nasty. I guess for, for, uh, for yeah, folks, first, yeah, first look is pretty nasty. For our listeners, it's an it's an up close photo of an eye, but someone has like no, don't even tell them, dude. Go to YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Go watch. Go look at. Go it. to YouTube if you want to mm. see it. Fucking go to it. Yeah. It's the most (laughs) vile thing I've ever seen. You should look at it. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Well, uh, oh, speaking of eyes, guys. Notice anything different? Hey, Uh, nice glasses. uh, My mustache. I do have a mustache, (laughs) yes. But uh, also, I'm wearing bifocals. I think Um, I've told you like three times this week that you you look really good with them. Thanks, man. I feel good. I feel good in them. I also just ordered a couple pairs from Warby Parker. Uh, this is not an ad for Warby Parker, but it could be Warby Parker. <clears throat> could be. Jared's blind AF right now. He was. Uh, he was I, coming I actually over can't to, fucking uh, see a goddamn thing. I take these off. Look at this. I take them off. Oh my god! <laughs> Whoa, dude, dude, look at what his, look what his eyes do. Wacky. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah dude, and I put them all janked up. And they're fine. Oh, oh my perfect. god, that's a that's a dramatic weird. difference. That's weird, wow, right? Jer, Jer yeah. was coming over to uh, Kyle and I on the on the Commons yesterday, and he 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 was like, uh, "I got over here and I realized I I can't find you, and I don't have my glasses." <laughs> and so, goddamn thing. <laughs> he was like, "I need you to stand up and wave your arms emphatically." Isn't it's it real- funny how quickly, yeah. dude, that you're like, oh, I need my glasses now. Yeah, yeah. I don't have my glasses. It is. It is like that. Yeah. And, and it's annoying. But I, I got to say, I do love the way they look. Uh, I feel I feel smarter than I am. Jer was expressing how how awful it is that he can't lay on his side on on the couch and watch things on TV. Ten out of ten. <laughs> yeah, it's a thing. Ten out of ten. The worst part. Like I, the, the worst yeah. part. Ten out of ten. Because I love, really? I love laying down, watching shit. We if feel, you put a pillow on, mm-hmm. like a pillow under your head, it doesn't work? We'll yeah. Just as soon as you go, as soon as you put pillow here, it's like it mashes the glasses and they get all fucking ganky. And then I got to take them off. And when I take them off, I'm just like, you know what? You can't see a goddamn <laughs> thing. You, you know what you need to do? Actually, guys, I've got a solution. Okay. So, uh, Jared, you're a new glasses owner, so it's probably not true for you. But I feel like everybody who has glasses has like 40 pairs. They're just like lost somewhere. Like they're around and they're like, oh, cool. This pair of glasses. I haven't seen this pair in ages. I definitely so, won't be like that. What you need to do, you just ordered like three more pairs. It's one week. You're going to have like th- four pairs of glasses already. Yeah, and and, and so, glasses ain't cheap. So what you do no, is is you take one pair and you just uh, take the arm, take one arm off and then... You lay on that side of your head. It's a great idea, Brian. Maybe I'll do yeah. that tonight. Just snap Sounds the arm a- off of these very expensive Ray-Ban <coughs> prescription glasses I just paid for. Don't, yeah. don't do yeah. it with those ones yet. But I'm sure in 10 years, you're going to be like, these, these, this right. pair like, You'll sucks. have a pair. Like, Jer, Jer will yeah. have, like, when he gets a new pair, he'll, he'll take the right arm off. And that means yeah. that he can, he can lay on his right side. And then totally, when he yeah. gets another pair, then 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 that then the pair that he gets rid of, he won't uh, get rid of them. Almost take the left it's actually off. when it's actually once you get your like sixth pair, then your first pair you take the right arm off of that one. Then when you get your seventh pair, your second pair you take the left arm off. It's kind of like that. So like 
You're only doing it. You have to be like an experienced glasses owner. Like Lauren, how many pairs of glasses do you have? Uh, I have a couple kicking around, but I don't. I only wear this yeah. pair. I just take them off when I don't feel like wearing them anymore. Yeah, yeah. But, like, how, but how many? But how many have the, you? How many have you ripped the arm off for watching TV? <laughs> no, None. Listen, listen. That's really weird she, to me. I. <laughs> why would you ever? Lauren, Lauren, <laughs> why you just, wouldn't you, you just, dude? You guys, you guys missed the whole point. Is that Lauren? You just. Said, I don't know. My I have my a couple sight, lying my, around. You said you no, have a couple lying around, isn't... but you only wear that pair. So therefore, the couple that are lying around become your laydown glasses, and you just hey. rip one arm off one no, pair. No, I just arm take off the my. Other when I lay hey, down, I just what? take my glasses off because my vision is not so bad that I can't watch TV for like an yeah. hour and a well, half Jer's... without my glasses on. Everybody, science solved this eyes? problem called contact lenses. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. T- thank you. Yeah, this problem. Thank this problem you. has been solved. Well, Jared although Brian, that's wear, an interesting Jared solution. Thank contacts. you for your input. Yeah, I can't wear contact yeah. co- contact lenses because I'm guys afraid. Um, if you think that my idea was actually wasn't that bad, let us know in the comments. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> well, this has been really fun. Uh, love you guys. I'm glad we're still able to do this, even though the nasty, nasty toilet flushers out there are spreading COVID like wildfire here in the Atlantic provinces, uh, mainly just Nova Scotia. Um, and, uh, and folks love that you all decide to tune in, whether you're tuning in on Apple podcast, Spotify, CBC Listen app, or if you're one of those millennials who love to watch your podcast over on YouTube, we appreciate it. And if you are listening to the podcast or watching the podcast, whatever platform you're using, if there's any kind of button that says follow or share or notify or tell me when it's on or or rate and review or anything like that, do all those things. Just press those buttons. If there's a button, press it. Just press. See what happens. Yeah. Who knows? See what happens. Press, press those. Press those buttons. And, um, you know, as always, we, we, we speculated, uh, we speculated up the fucking yin yang today. Okay. Yeah, so we did. If you, if you have uh, any, any corrections, places where we were really stupid and said dumb things and you want to let us know, or things where we said that were really smart and you were like, wow, I can't believe that they just sat around, guessed that and were right. Then, uh, let us know about that too. And you can do that by sending us a letter to letters at sickboypodcast.com. Dot com. And uh, as always, if you want to be our, uh, our guest on the show um, for one of our Monday episodes, or if you're sitting out there and you're, you're some prestigious <clears throat> researcher um, out of, uh, you know, Johns Hopkins or something like that, and you're going, fuck, I love this show and I'd like to tune these guys up. Uh, you can do that too by going to sickboypodcast.com slash contact, filling out the form. And, uh, and maybe we will let you be on, maybe we'll let you be on the show. Maybe. Hey, uh, speaking Maybe. of letters, Lo, I think we have one for today. Do you want to read uh, some sh- fan mail? I sure will. So with the subject line, like, super validating eargasm comedy, how can we not <laughs> click and open this <laughs> wonderful email? That's chef's kiss. Hi, guys. On- right. <laughs> Hi, guys. and Lauren. Day one listener and longtime lover of Sick Boy. You've incepted me. And now every time I hear something about people getting off on cleaning their ears, I always Mm. think of your many conversations about it. I know that you are a comedy fan, goes without saying, but I haven't heard you reference Sarah Tolemichi's bit about eargasming. It is exactly what the many other writers in were talking about. Check out her special Voluptuous Boy on YouTube. 
a bit around uh, 43 seconds and uh, 43 minutes and 15 seconds in. And I actually went and, and clicked it and, and found it. Um, it's pretty funny. I think she talked about like shoving dicks in her ears or something. It was pretty oh, good. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> <That'll> <laughs> <be good job. laughs> oh, yeah. Also, her husband is the amazing Joe List, a comic uh, who has a mindfulness podcast called Mindful Metal Jacket. If you don't already, you will love it. As a first-time letter writer, I have to say that Lauren brings a lot to the table. Thank you. Uh, oh for one's God, perspectives. So sweet. I love you three. And I didn't write this, guys. I didn't write this. Uh, <laughs> I love you three. <laughs> but sometimes you just need a, lovely, a level-headed gal to bring you down to earth and be fucking hilarious. Get it, girl. Fans love you. Thank you. Slay. I could write <laughs> slay, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I could write a novel about how listening to the many experiences over the years have moved me and changed my mind in life. I think it is better to just keep it simple and say, you are doing good work. Wishing you all well, Jenny. Oh, well, thank you, thank you, Jenny. Thank you, Jenny. And Jenny, thank you for the uh, the recommendations. <laughs> Always love a good comedy recommendation, especially in times like this where we are locked up in our homes and looking for ways to cheer ourselves up. Because it's weird if we just listened to ourselves on this podcast to cheer ourselves up, which I know Brian does that, and it's uh, <laughs> yeah. it's off. It's an off yeah. thing, I, but we're, yeah. we're, we don't have to go into that. Um, Jenny, thank you so you. much. Feels good to hear that. And thanks for uh, thanks for giving a little bit of love there, because I agree it is nice to have some female energy in this testosterone, stinky, smelly, fucking cesspool so of what this podcast so has tea. become. I was going to say it was it was nice to have some masculine energy because we've got a lot of <laughs> feminine energy. But <laughs> hey, you know, uh, you know what? I'm sure there's some people out there that would agree with That's that. True. And I'm sure there's some people out there <laughs> that would be angry that you said that. So let's uh, wrap this motherfucker <laughs> up. Uh, Bri, why don't you hit the uh, the old fucking credits there and we'll... Thanks Be on our so way. much to the lovely, the lovely people who make this happen. A huge shout out to the wonderful Lauren Sankey, uh, to Taylor McGilvery for all the work that you do, to Jeremy Saunders. Uh, you're really great as well. And uh, Jeff Lonis, our manager, Donovan the Meerkat Morgan, who regularly does sound design, Rich O'Coin, who does some theme music, and Take Part, who does theme music, music as well. We love all of you guys, and you're all amazing. That is it for this week. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. I am Lauren. And I'm Jeremy. And this is Sick Boy. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.